Hey everyone, this is Russell Brunson. I want to welcome you to Marketing Your Car. Hey everyone, so it's super early. I'm heading to the gym. But it's nice because now this kind of summertime, it's, it looks like noon and it's 6.30 in the morning. So um, I love summer. I'm excited for it. But anyway, I wanted to share with you guys a really super awesome experience. Um, last night, my wife and I had a chance to go to, um, to a Lindsey Sterling concert. If you don't know who Lindsey Sterling is yet, um, go to YouTube and type in Lindsey Sterling and um, look for, there's a couple of really good videos. One of them is like her playing violin, dancing in fire, and one's her running through these igloos. And anyway, it's definitely worth worth watching. Um, but uh, she does uh, show up here in Boise in a really small venue called the Knitting Factory where only, I don't know, probably 500, 600 people could kind of jam into this place. It's just kind of standing room only. And so we went to it and just, um, it was awesome. Like, uh, I would say, I've done a couple pretty cool things in my life. And it was one of the neatest just experiences and entertainment I've ever I've ever seen. You know, um, we were kind of talking about it before and the fact that if you, if you watch her, so she plays violin while she dances. And it's just really cool, like, blend of talents. It's just so different. Um, I guess she kind of, she was on America's Got Talent a bunch of years ago, and Pearson Morgan's kicked her off and all this stuff. Um, but she's kept going and going, and, and now she's got this, I think this is her second tour, and um, she's just done really, really good. But what's interesting is, like, if you look at her, she's she's really good at playing the violin. I'd say she's a, you know, above average violin player, and she's a good dancer. I wouldn't say she's a great dancer, she's a good dancer. But the fact that she blends those two together makes her unique and different and uh and literally like the show last night I feel like was world class like it was just I can't even say enough how awesome it was um and uh it was interesting though like there's one thing I wanted to kind of mention because um I thought it was profound for from a marketing standpoint and I don't think many other people <laughs> really caught it but uh you know as, as you guys all know I'm obsessed with this whole marketing thing and looking at what people are doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it and and the reaction from the crowd and, and stuff like that. Um, and uh, the one thing that she did that was super cool, so like, she came out and she played two or three songs, everyone was going crazy, and then she needed to take a break really quick to kind of you know, change outfits. Or so she, she goes off the stage, and all of a sudden, like, behind, you know, on, on the main stage, there's, there's like a, a screen that's, you know, got effects and all these things happening. And all of a sudden, uh, this thing pops up, like a little, a little movie, and it says, uh, I don't think we've been officially introduced yet. And then all of a sudden it shows it shows Lindsay when she's like uh, an infant and it shows her as a as a toddler and it shows her as a two-year-old and a three-year-old and like five and six and showing her throughout her whole life these little video clips of her saying cute little things and doing stuff and showing her dancing and showing her practicing violin and like all of her experience uh, that got her to this point basically you saw in this little like three-minute video and uh, and literally instantly it went from everyone going there thinking she was, you know, seeing her as a fan to all of a sudden, like, everyone saw her at a different level. And, um, you know, at the event last weekend, I talked a lot about the attractive character. I'm sure you guys have been following me for any amount of time. You heard me talk about that and the importance of it and why, what it does to your brand and to your, everything you're doing. But um, I looked at her, I looked at that video, and I was just like, man, look at how, like, how it changed everyone in this room. We all went from, from, like, Lindsay Sterling, you know, people who wanted to get out, out for the night and to do, do an event to people who, uh, who are fans. 
and she did that all in like a little three minute video. It was not professionally done, but it brought out all the elements of the attractive character and it was, um, it was awesome. So, um, I'm at the gym, but I want to keep talking about this. I'm just going to pause it and hopefully when I come back out of the car, my, uh, recorder won't shut off. So I'm going to pause this and I'll be back in 45 minutes. All right. I am back. That was a hard workout. <laughs> oh, anyway. So I'm trying to remember where we left off. We were talking about Lindsay's concert. Um, anyway, I, again, I was talking about the, the video and the whole attractive character concept. And I thought it was, um, you know, a lot of people tell me, like when we talk about attractive character and how do you introduce yourself to the audience and how do you build this relationship and, and uh, I think a lot of times people are confused. They're thinking, like, how do I do this on the front end before someone meets me? And, like, you don't, you have to, like, you create your initial squeeze page or landing page or whatever to get somebody in the door. Just like Lindsay, she started a concert. She came out, did two or three songs. And then after we kind of built that initial rapport, then it's like, hey, let me tell you my story. And boom, all of a sudden it sucks you in. So that's why for us, it's like, usually on your front end, your squeeze page is kind of blind. You're trying to get somebody in the door. And after they're in the door, boom, now it's where you introduce your, your attractive character and everything else. Um, one of the big questions we had at our event last weekend is, um, one of the, one of the girls that was there, she was really cool. She was talking about how she's like, how come all the ads are ugly and they got red outlines and they go these squeeze pages and there's no branding. They're just ugly. She's like, I want to have, I want to have banners that are brown and yellow and that, that use my colors and all these things. And I was trying to explain, I said, that's fine, but there's, there's a time and a place. Okay, your initial goal is to get as many people in your front door as possible. And so because of that, you got to use what works. And what works a lot of times is this cheesy stuff, you know, headlines, color schemes that you probably don't match your brand and your fill. But that's okay because your initial goal is just to get them in the door. And as soon as they come through that front door, for me at least, we immediately transition from kind of a cold, high conversion funnel to like our branding stuff, Right. Um, and that's kind of the way that we look at the way we drive our traffic and, um, is it's a two-step process. Step one, bring them in on whatever converts the best and immediately now you've got them, they're on your list. Um, now it's time to start building your brand and your attractive character and all those things where now you're getting them to, uh, to do the, you know, to, to kind of build a relationship and that's how you start getting people to convert better on the back end. Cause, uh, cause I agree hundred percent. I think the branding on the back end is important in fact, I think you'll sell way more. Like, like for example, this week uh, we sold four people our twenty-five thousand dollars package, which is awesome. Like, that's by far our record for our high-end coaching things in in a week. So we sold four of them on the phones, um, and I I never could have done that off of a cold campaign where somebody comes in off a cold squeeze page and we call them selling. They went no, but they come in on a cold campaign, you know. And then after we got them, now we share the attractive character, and we share stories, and we share our branding, and we do all the stuff to build to warm up that relationship. And get it to the point where somebody will come in at a higher level. So, anyway, I'm not sure how that exactly relates to Lindsay's concert, but just something kind of kind of interesting. The other thing, um, and again, this is me from the marketing standpoint. Like, I always look at at situations and stuff from like, what would I do different if this was mine, or if they hired me as a consultant, what would I do? And one of the big things that I notice, oh, and there's a cop, the motorcycle cop shooting people with his gun. And I think I cleared it. Okay. All right, I'm back. Um, so uh, I was looking at, at what they were doing, and they had, like, this uh, this pre-band come out first, and they were great. They sang out of an excited, and they took, you know, 30 minutes to reset the stage and everything. And then when Lindsay came out, came out, and she was, again, just awesome from from day from the very first second she walked in. What was interesting is I'm looking at this, this 
group, this room, right? Maybe 500 to 1,000 people all jammed. We're all standing room only in this really cool facility. And literally, it's probably 10 of us, like my wife and I and a couple others who were jumping around, like having fun. Like, and the rest, everybody's just kind of standing there looking at her. And I think everyone enjoyed the experience, but they weren't, you know, we're at like the equivalent of a rock concert or more, and nobody's moving around. And I was thinking a lot about, um, I was looking at Tony Robbins when, when we did his events and stuff. And uh, when you go to his event, like, I'm the kind of person who I, I don't like dancing. We didn't dance at our, my wedding or our, our wedding. You know, I just, I don't do that. My first Tony Robbins, when I show up there and everyone's dancing like crazy. And then for the first, like, eight hours, I, like, refused to, to participate in the shenanigans. I did not want to be dancing, right? And after a while, he broke me down where I, you know, and soon we're all just going crazy. And it was, it was awesome. And I remember uh, that was that uh, the next day was the first time I actually met with Tony, and we had like this kind of little private meeting, and we were talking. <laughs> and he said that this audience, we were in uh, Toronto. He said this audience took more. He says it always takes a while to get the audience in a state where they're willing to jump around and dance and, and go crazy and kind of leave their inhibitions behind. He says that some some events, he says that happens really really fast. Other ones take a long time. He said that that Toronto took a long time, took five or six hours before he felt like he'd broken through and everyone was playing full out. And, uh, and so it took a process, but I was thinking about, like what Tony does, like when you show up at his event, he's got like 30 people on stage dancing and then they're trying to get the whole audience dancing and, and everything's moving. So as soon as he walks out on stage, the whole audience is already dancing and moving and jumping around. And so it's easy to kind of step into that and start running with it. You know, Lindsay's seeing everyone's sitting around waiting, waiting, waiting. And she comes out, you know, at, at level 10, but nobody had been moving and dancing and jumping. And so just people... Like my wife and I, who'd been to Tony Robbins and we like to jump around now, we're jumping around and everyone else is kind of sitting there. And even like one of these, like, I don't know, her seventh rate uh, performance, like, she, it was just, it was insane. It was just so good. And again, my wife and I are jumping around crazy and she's like, comes out to the audience, you guys are awesome. She's like, there's a pack of girls out there going crazy. And literally, there was probably 20 of us, maybe in the whole audience, who were, who were going nuts. And I think for her, man, I would look at like, before she comes out, get a bunch of people on stage, get the audience dancing and moving in and coach them and train them to get in the right state you want. So when you show up, there's the energy levels at a different level. Kind of like when we went to, um, uh, two times ago when we were in New York, we went to the David Letterman show. And what was interesting, um, what was really interesting was just the fact that um, before the show, we had someone who took an entire audience and coached us through the process. This is what you need to do. This is what David needs. He needs you laughing, he needs you moving, he needs your energy, he needs, and they coach us through it, and then we got into the into the studio, and the same thing, they coached us through it again, and then got us all prepped, and then Dave came out, and boom, we were at level 10 by the time he showed up, and I just think, from a marketing standpoint, that pre-frame is big. Now, that, that concept, you guys, can work anywhere. Um, when I used to do tele-seminars and webinars, I'd get on there all quiet, and then when we'd start, i answer, hi, this is Russell, and i get started. I remember five or six years ago, I... I um, was doing a tele-seminar with Armin Morin, and I showed up 10 minutes early, and he was on there for 10 minutes, prepping the event, getting people excited, getting them fired up. This is what's going to be happening. You have a chance to listen to Russell, and this is why it's going to be great, and thank you so much for coming. And then he just had this loop where he kept, like, like getting people fired up for this thing for 10, 15 minutes before he started, and then, boom, when we started, we were at a level 10. So just that that state, like the state people enter into whatever experience, your tele-seminar, your webinar, your event, your sales process, like, um, there's a lot of ways you guys can manipulate that, and Anyway, if Lindsay's crew was to hire me, that's what I would be focusing on, is how to manipulate that pre-frame before she shows up, so that when she shows up and when she stepped on the stage, it would be a, a level 10 from day one. And that's the same thing I do for you guys, too. Think about all your sales processes, how to recrank that up and get your audience level 10 before you start speaking or selling or teaching. Anyway, 
I'm back home. I'm going to go eat and get ready for the day. Uh, but I appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, if you have a chance to go to Lindsey Sterling concert, do it. It was awesome. And worst case, just go to YouTube, type in Lindsey Sterling and watch some of her stuff. And you guys will be blown away uh, by her talent for sure. All right, guys, I'm out. We'll talk to you again soon. You're listening to Marketing in Your Car with Russell Brunson, the best podcast to help you easily launch and grow your own online business. So grab the wheel, get in gear, and market in your car. In your car, it's a proven technique. In your car, every week. In your car, make the perfect plan. Let's get you equipped. Give you the tips to market in the fast lane. Take that trip. 